Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Before we get started today, Marinella, I have a couple of updates for you. I'm excited because I've gotten a little preview, but I don't know what they are. Yes. Okay. So the first one is I had my book club on Sunday and the owner of the coffee shop runs it. So we usually, it's like, you know, wine, right? At book club. She brings out a bottle of Snoop Dogg's 19 Crimes wine. What a classy broad. It was so fucking jazz. <laughs> Sadly, though, I don't know why. I We didn't end up opening it at this one. We got talking about the fact that Martha Stewart also has one. They were not aware because she just stumbled across the Snoop Dogg one uh, on an in Instacart when she was ordering food. And I was like, yes, there's there's a shard hard for Martha Stewart. And I looked it up on the site. It is sold in Chicago. So the plan is to also get a bottle of Shard Hard and then at the next book club to sample both of their wines. And I'm very pumped about it. Will you play her mu- or play his music as you sample his? Or I mean, I think you have to, right? Enjoy a Martha Stewart um, dessert with the Chardonnay. Oh, that's a good idea. We do usually do a potluck and everyone brings something. Maybe I will make a Martha Stewart recipe. Yeah, or roll a fatty to have with the Snoop Dogg's wine. <laughs> I mean, this group... This group would appreciate that if we got a little crossfaded. So maybe that's an option too. But stay tuned. Uh, details on the tasting of both Snoop's and Martha's wines. What book are up. you reading? Side note. Oh, well, I I forget which book we chose for next month. The one we just read and had book club on was Crying in H Mart. Are you familiar with it? No, I need to read more, far more. So I, I'm just going to write it down. <laughs> it's good it's um it's about grief it's a memoir uh and and she kind of details losing her mother and you know family dynamics between her and her father i mean it's a good read and we had a great conversation but it is not the lightest of subject matter so yeah that's okay i mean i did start my day watching the um uh what's that (sighs) What's who's that famous Chicago serial killer, John Wayne? Oh, Gacy. Gacy. I, I started my morning off at 4 a.m. watching that series on Netflix and then going about my day. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a series on Netflix. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, he, when you come to Chicago, I'm going to take you to a dive bar. I know you don't drink, but we will have to stop by just to check out the ambiance because it is famous for serving not only him, but. Is it Jeffrey Dahmer that was also from the Midwest? Oh, I think so. Yeah. So it is a dive bar that's been an institution in Chicago for decades. And I don't think anything in the dive bar has ever been updated. But it has a Wikipedia page that mentions how both of those serial killers would frequent the bar there. Ooh, Uh, so don't pick up any white men there. Not one. (laughs) No. Do not do that. Although I think Uh, they were into men, but that's okay. uh, Yeah, they were. Uh, At least Dahmer was, right? Used to uh, scope, because I think he used to scope out men. It's near near Boys Town, Chicago, which is a Mm -hmm. predominantly LGBTQ neighborhood. 
And I think he used to kind of scope out young men. What's I, I, I just watched the freaking documentary. What's the other guy's name? John what? John Wayne Gacy? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, he was into men too. Okay. And maybe... Yeah. I... I I was not expecting to talk about this, so I could be wrong on it, but I do think uh, I do think Jeffrey Dahmer was the other one. I'm looking it up right now so that we can be I can be confident in this. Yeah, yes. it's Jeffrey Dahmer and John Way Gacy, and uh, and yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer used to try to pick up, uh, or I guess I don't know if he used to pick up men at least jo- one of them used to I think pick up men there if not both but those are the two serial killers so something to be proud of Cook County is what they were saying <laughs> you uh yeah. I don't know what you have on your tourist list but I've already put that on there for you I want to do everything that I haven't done there which is not go to the shiny bean yeah and not have a Chicago dog. I've done that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go by the serial killer bar. So we'll go there. Yeah, I, those are the things I'm looking for. Yeah, basically in every place. <laughs> you won't find them on a tourist list, but they're definitely worth checking out. Uh, my other update for you is you recall our favorite athletes episode. I mentioned two women, one being Jenny Finch, who was a collegiate as well as fast pitch pro athlete and pitch for the U.S. Olympic mm-hmm. team. And I mentioned my friend Molly, who played collegiate softball and now I play co-ed softball or like a, you know, like rec league co-ed softball. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking to Molly, and okay, a little bit of background context. The U.S. national team, when they're preparing for the Olympics or even just between national events, they practice by doing like exhibition games or, or games against usually collegiate level teams so they can try to have as good of competition as possible. Actually, Ashley, me, and our moms went and watched the USF girls softball play against the U.S. national team. I don't think Jenny Finch didn't pitch that day, didn't play that day, but uh, we had a good time going out to watch it. Well, when Molly was in college, her team got to play against the women's U.S. (sighs) national team, and she got to go up against Jenny Finch. Oh, really? Yeah. she. uh, How did that go? (laughs) She got struck out three times. She did foul one off, uh, but Molly confirmed that Jenny has the most wicked rise ball it has a very late break so Mm -hmm. um, that means like it breaks very close to you so very little time to react to it and it breaks very fast and hard so like the you know it's like a exponential curve is that the right term exponential curve I don't know I just remember the explanation you gave last time about how, I guess, the way that they grip the ball and throw it, that the strike zone, it, like, it shifts at the last minute, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, right, because they release women's fast pitch does a windmill, and you release it from the hip. So you have that option of a rise ball. So it starts lower, and the way they put the spin on it means that it's going to curve up, which you don't see in baseball. 
just that's not the way the physics of throwing overhand works. Uh, so yeah, she Molly can attest to how incredibly late the ball breaks and how quickly it rises on you. It is a very difficult pitch to hit. But she got a piece of one. She did. And she All also right. tagged Jenny Finch out on the base path. <laughs> In her uh. quotes, told her to sit down, bitch. I'm pretty sure she did not actually say that to Jenny Finch. <laughs> Uh, well, it's in the airwaves now, so Jenny Finch, your rebuttal is waiting. We're waiting for it, I mean. <laughs> Reach out to us if you have a rebuttal. <laughs> you remember um, Molly. Jenny, come on. <laughs> well, uh. our topic today is all about dating stories. Predominantly funny, awkward you know, those type of dating stories. You meet somebody online and you don't quite know what you're in for. That's the situation we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. Lots of lots of that for me. Um, not funny haha. Funny looking back how funny that was that that happened or how funny it is that I was too stupid to realize what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to kick us off? What's your first one? I mean, I guess I can start with like my very first date that I ever went on or, you know, boy that I was ever interested in. Um, he was, what, what grade is? I was in seventh grade. I just moved to Florida. And this boy named Joey, um, for some reason, was interested in me. And I had no idea why, because I just... I guess I didn't feel like I fit in in Florida yet. And he was like one of the cool guys. And he hung around with my cousins and blah, blah, blah. He asked me to, I think, homecoming or something like that. And I said, just, you know, ignorantly, yes, okay, I'll go. But I didn't know anything about him. So at that point, we decided, okay, we're going to start dating each other. And his move was to ask me to go to the mall and go to the to watch um to watch movies and every time we'd go to the movies wait no this wasn't in seventh grade this was in ninth grade ninth grade sorry are we i just need for reference i know the listeners will not know this but was the movie theater at the mall at that point or was it still the one that was like next to the old ponderosa that became the church oh it was in the mall yeah Okay. So, so my very, you know, protective father would drop me off at the mall. I would lie to him, tell him I was I was meeting up with my friends and I would meet up with Joey and we would go see a movie. Well, every time we would get in the theater, Joey would try to get me to give him a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just respectfully decline every time and we would carry on trying to watch this movie and about 10 minutes into the movie or 15 minutes into the movie, he would be like, this movie sucks. Let's go get our money back. So we'd go back to the concession and get our money back. And this must have happened like seven or eight times where, you know, after a while, I was like, I think maybe he's just trying to get me to give him a hand job every time. <laughs> Needless to say, we never made it to the homecoming dance. And I think promptly after that he actually was more interested in my cousin stephanie and maybe i was like the introductory course to that (laughs) sadly but i knew i was gay at that point in 10th grade i had my eye on somebody or ninth grade on some girl and i was just like this joey's kind of like dainty and he's he's attractive he was like 
15 pounds lighter than me. It just, it felt like, oh, this could be, maybe there could be something here. But I didn't see a movie that year, not in full, just 15 minutes at a time. Do you remember which one you were most upset to leave? Because I have to imagine 15 minutes, for most movies, maybe you're not into any part that like hooks you, but I have to imagine at least a couple of them, you were like, but but no, I, I need to know what happens. I want to say one of them was like the Matrix or something. <gasps> oh, that is unacceptable. <laughs> and then another time he tried to get me to go watch Pootie Tang with him. Do you remember that? <laughs> <when> that... <laughs> and uh, we even left Pootie Tang. So what can I say? Did you ever finish it? Did you ever see how Pootie Tang ends? <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> That was probably one of the ones where I was like, yeah, we can get the fuck out of here. Thank you. That was the one time you suggested to leave, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever... I remember that movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it. The Matrix, on the other hand, is probably one of my favorite movies. Most people know that about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, the Wachowski sisters who made The Matrix are selling a bunch of, I probably shouldn't even say this on the podcast because then I might have competitors on this, but they are selling a bunch of paraphernalia from movies and TV shows they did to raise money for trans youth because Mm -hmm. both of them are trans women and they have a bunch of Matrix stuff up and I kind of want to bid on something and try to, like own a piece of matrix memorabilia because i i love fucking love the matrix movies oh i know that specifically the original matrix what kind of stuff would they be selling just like set props set props like like blueprint designs of the city um what else was on there yeah it's i mean most of it's set props hmm but all sorts of like random things or like little replicas of bigger things that they CGI'd. You know, it's just like a whole laundry list. And it's not just the Matrix. It's from some of their other like Jupiter Ascending, Sense8. Um, I forget some of the other like shows and movies they've done, but they've got a whole bunch of stuff. Sense8 is a new one. People have been telling me to watch it and I just couldn't get into it. I was like... <sighs> I guess I don't want to watch this much sex right now. I don't know why. I'm like, I, I guess I could come back to it. <laughs> I never I never tried. But I know some people that have watched it and really liked it. I, I think it didn't, um, like, the whatever network produced it stopped after a season or two. Oh, okay. And it didn't really get to go into the full run. But I might be wrong on that. No, if that's the case, I don't need, I don't need to be blue-balled with a good show. <laughs> Right. Like Joey was. Anyhow. <laughs> but then uh so this is not my story, but it is another movie theater. I've actually got at least two movie theater related. <laughs> I guess that's a popular place to go on dates, right? Movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. Uh but this is not my story. This is a friend that I went to grad school with and this was back in like 2008 right and so this was before you bought tickets and select like you didn't buy tickets ahead of time and select your seats back then you Mm -hmm. know back in the olden days where you just showed up you bought tickets and you went into the theater and took whatever seat you could find so she goes on a date with a guy he's late to get there i think it's him that's late to get there 
They buy their tickets. They go into the theater. It's packed. I don't know what the movie was. They end up sitting in two different seats because they couldn't find two seats together. And then so I was like, okay, so you watched the movie. Did you go out for a drink after? Go, you know, like try to. She's like, no, we exited, met up in the lobby, and then just went our separate ways. Uh, that sounds like a great date right now, honestly. Let's just. I don't mean, interrupt me with this movie here. But, damn. Was it a blind date? Did she even know who the person was beforehand? It, um, I don't think it was a blind date. My memory on, <clears throat> on how they connected or knew each other was a bit foggy, but I feel like it was a friend of a friend situation. So, like, acquaintance that asked her out. It wasn't, I don't think, uh, like an online, but they don't, I, as I recall, they never spoke again after that awkward encounter yeah i mean what do you what do you do i don't know i mean at that point wouldn't you just walk out and go to a different movie or something they must have really wanted to see that movie like that (laughs) must have been their matrix like i'm seeing this you want to see it let's do it yeah the movie was pootie tang (laughs) 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 i don't know what the movie was (laughs) Oh. Sold out theater. They were dead set on seeing Pootie Day. <laughs> oh, God. I actually think, going back to Pootie Tang, we had to find a different theater that would show it because I don't think we could see it in the Port Charlotte Theater. It wasn't available. It was too racy. I think we actually went to Fort Myers to see this fucking movie. Oh, my God. And then you left after 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to his defense, like, I was too, like, I was too nice to say I'm never going to give you a hand job. So he'd be like, oh, do you think maybe, you know, you're going to give me one eventually? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, next time. And it just, I was always like, no. Did he perhaps think Pootie Tang would put you in the mood to give him a hand job? I don't know. I mean, he could have offered first. That probably would have done it for me. Like, you first, motherfucker. Thank you. Men thinking about a woman's pleasure. Come on, Marinella. Let me let me let me tell you how it is for a 38-year-old in that <laughs> arena. And I can only imagine what it's like for a 14 or 15-year-old. <laughs> oh, well. Anywho, what you got next? Uh, my next one is probably the first date that I ever went on with a girl. So I worked at Einstein Bagel at USF on campus. And every day this girl would come in and she was like very clearly to me like I knew she was gay. And she would get a blueberry muffin and she'd make all these like, I don't know, sexual innuendos about putting this fucking butter on this blueberry muffin for her. And finally, I knew that like it was the weekend and my roommates and I were going to get drunk by the pool and blah, blah, blah. So I invited her over to the party. Uh, We got smashed. I had not told any of my roommates that I was gay. I had sex with her in the pool in front of the whole entire complex to see. Blacked out. I'm pretty sure I was blacked out. I don't, I mean, I don't remember much of it. And then the next day I had to drive her home. I found out she was 28. 
She wanted me to take her to Jerk Hut. She told me that one of the teacher teacher assistants, she was a teaching assistant and she was dating a professor of, of something at USF. That was my start. Oh my God. I like, I mm-hmm. need to pick my jaw up <laughs> off the ground. There are so many follow-up questions. <laughs> I have a picture of that night of me, like we had a slip and slide inside of the apartment. I have a picture of me soaking wet with like my puka shell necklace, a natural ice can in my hand. And I believe like that's where it all went south. Yeah, I think a lot of nights go south that begin with natty ice. Yeah, yeah. But I really thought there was something there like in my delirious 18 year old brain. And then I started seeing some other girl and I remember having to call this girl that I had this like crazy night with and be like i actually am seeing somebody else and i just remember her laughing on the phone be like that's okay sweetie <laughs> <laughs> oh no and i was like calling her thinking that i had like shattered her like world you know what i mean like i can't see you anymore cuz i'm dating this girl jill now so what we had can't be and she was just like you know the equivalent of like i was just trying to fuck you sorry <laughs> sorry you thought there was something there oh wow oh man Mm -hmm. i I don't think i i don't think i knew you then not very well no i remember that you worked at the einstein bagels uh that's back when i knew your brother better than you Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah man yeah you were pretty much you were you were you were out when we when we became like friends hanging out wise so it was yeah. after this incident. I think I knew of your existence, though, because yeah. of Anthony. Yeah. I did butter her muffin, though. I will say that at the end of the day. <laughs> I'll just let the listeners use their imagination on what that means. And yeah. I'm going to move right into my next story. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so I feel like it might kind of be similar to yours where it's like one person maybe perceived the relationship being more significant than the other person mm-hmm. I went on a date with a guy that I met online we went to Tank Noodle which I know you don't know this restaurant in Chicago but for all the Chicago listeners they for sure know the restaurant because it's a pretty classic little Vietnamese spot up in um, like Asia and Argyle area and the owners were seen going to the insurrection on the Capitol, and their Yelp page has subsequently been bombed with comments and one-star reviews. And then it came out that they were withholding their staff's tips. Okay. And I, it's still there though. I mean, I walk by Tank Noodle pretty regularly it's not nearly it used to always be packed it's not nearly that packed but they still have a fair amount of business um good noodles the noodles are good noodles are good but there's a lot of so that little they're not that good they're not that good there's a little section of vietnamese restaurants all in a row and honestly i'd rather just go to one of the other vietnamese restaurants there and get my foot that way Anywho, yeah. 
this was pre-insurrection. So we went to Tank Noodle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, I wasn't sure if I was into him, but I liked him enough that I was going to go on a second date. So he asked me out again and we went to see Deadpool, I believe. And more than then, 15 minutes or what's that? More than 15 minutes of it? We did. We saw the whole thing. I mean, if he wanted to leave, wow. that's on him. But I'm watching Ryan Reynolds through the whole movie. Even, like, scarred face Ryan Reynolds, I'm still going to watch the whole thing. So, uh, But then we, like, never – he didn't follow up. Nothing. Fast forward – and I was okay with that because I wasn't sure if I was sold on him. You know, I was like, whatever. There wasn't a connection. You ghosted me. I ghosted you. Like, we mutually ghosted each other. That's fine. Fast forward six months. I'm in Michigan with some friends, and my phone – I get a little text message. It's a wall of text, probably 13, 14 sentences worth of text. Oh, my gosh. Where he tells me – about he's sorry that he doesn't have enough time to commit to what I need in a relationship. <laughs> this and is he, of not hearing from him at all for six months? No, no. And I didn't contact him at all in six months, right? It's not like I was reaching out like, do you want another date or how are you? We went on that second date and never spoke again. And then six months later, he sends me this wall of text saying he can't give me what I need He knows I want something serious. I have no idea where he got all these perceptions in two dates because I don't believe I said any of that in the movie or at Tank Noodle. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah. So I had to, like, he wasn't – I didn't have his name saved in my phone, but when I opened the text, I scrolled back up and saw, like, you know, the person it was. I couldn't even tell you his name right now. I just remember how absurd – Like, it must have taken him two minutes to type up a text message six months after and then was, like, trying to dump me in a very soft way because he thought that I really wanted a very significant long-term commitment from him, and he just could not give that to me. So I never responded, and I never heard back from him again. But I was like, do you think he maybe meant to send it to a different Elizabeth and I was just still on his phone and he sent it to me? I would have have not been able to not reply. I would have had to at least like either feed into it and be like, I've been waiting all this time and this is what I get. Or, you know, like, okay, cool. Is this really for me? Something. I, I would have been too curious. Maybe I should see if I still have that text chain in my phone. That was probably like five years ago and send him a yeah. response now. Hey, um, you know, I just want to follow up and say that I'd still be really interested in seeing if we could make this work. <laughs> Do you work. have time for me yet? <laughs> Do you want to go see Deadpool 2? <laughs> we can rent it, stream it, or, Netflix and yeah. chill. Or we can watch it separately in the theater so we don't have to <laughs> fucking talk to each other ever again. Oh, wow. But you don't remember his name. No, I don't. And I didn't have his name saved in my phone for some reason either. But like I said, that text chain was still in there. So like the history came up and it refreshed. I remember him. You remember what he looks like? Yeah, I do remember what he looks like. Vaguely. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it'd be funny if you like 
by chance got on a dating site and matched with somebody and ended up being him and you like had to go around two without oh. realizing it and you'd be like wait a minute i mean that is a legitimate fear I'm, I'm pretty good with recognizing faces but i'm horrible with names but usually i'm good with recognizing faces so i don't think i would pick pictures of someone that i rec- you know like I, I think i would recognize them and not swipe right uh but names yeah i'm horrible so that yeah, I swiped God right I, on. Um, I swiped right on a trainer from Orange Theory before I started training there. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into one of her classes, I felt extremely uncomfortable because I was like, "This person knows that I found her attractive." Did she and s- she was unbearable to be trained by in general. Too Did much she pep. Swipe back. Yes. Yeah. But we never we never messaged each other. It was just really weird, and then I just couldn't I couldn't focus. So I was like, I can never attend one of her classes. And every now and then, like I'll sign up for another trainer, and she's like, "Surprise, guys! So and so's out today, so I'll be the trainer." And I'm like, "God damn it! How am I supposed to focus?" <laughs> How long ago was this? Last week. <laughs> this was probably like two months and like into. The, after my breakup with Sarah, like I was just like churning it out. Like I was just trying to match with anybody. It was on the rebound for sure, which goes into one of my other dating stories. Oh, do tell. Yes. So I met this girl and I was like, you know, talking with her. Um, I met her through Bumble and all of our messages were really like good and fun. And she was like really easy to talk to and funny and sarcastic and all this stuff that I, thought that was really important to me which i found out really isn't and i think i told you all about her like oh i think i've met my match with this witty person cat cafe no not cat cafe (laughs) no it was the the doctor the anesthesiologist yes yeah um so i went on the first date with her and it was fine, but I really realized that I was like, God, this girl is fucking pounding him back. Like, she is drinking. And she drives when she drinks. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, it was, and it was a Monday night. We met up in, like, downtown St. Pete. And it was just, like, the whole bar was empty. And it was just us. And she told me she was struck by lightning and all this other stuff. And it was just, like, a magical, like, a lot of good conversation first date. And when I got back to my place... I couldn't quite tell if she wanted to come in or didn't want to come in. But at that point, I was like, I'm going to play cool and just say goodnight. So we go on a second date. And for some reason, she came over here. She comes in the apartment. She's like, let's smoke a joint before we go. And I'm like, oh, okay, Yeah, that sounds good. So we do. She tells me she can't drive. I feel like I need to drive because we were planning to go and have drinks. So I drive, I drive us <laughs> to our date where we're going to get drinks. And we have like two drinks and it's just awkward. It's silent. We're both too high, too stoned, too everything to function. And we're probably like 35 minutes into the date. And she's like, um, I just remembered I have to go somewhere. And I'm like, oh, do you? Like, because the awkwardness was just like unbearable. And I was like, it's fine. Like, I'll take you home. But I was then kind of high and drunk, and I couldn't really 
function well to drive us home. So I started taking like all these like back roads. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point she turns to me and we couldn't get the Bluetooth to work in my in my car. So there was no music. And she was just like, where are we going? I was like, I'm taking you back to my place. She's like, well, wh- what are these roads? I'm like, oh, it's just better this way. And I was just I was just too baked. It was insane. And when I finally got back, that was like, I never talked to her again. Yeah, it feels like maybe that connection. I'm glad you made it back home safe, but it does feel like maybe that connection isn't. isn't No, it wasn't there. It was not good, but like, it was just. (sighs) Don't smoke weed on a second date. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Not not now. In in the past, I could have, but now I'm just like, oh, no. I uh I don't know if I've ever like I've smoked weed with uh you know people I'm dating but it definitely has been further into the relationship for sure because it's for me it's more of a like let's watch a movie or comedy special and smoke and you know yeah I think I was just in a really weird time of my life to be doing that kind of stuff like I mean in my past relationship I started smoking weed with my ex like right away and it was like perfection it was good combination but this was just terrible (laughs) yeah so this one is not necessarily dating in the traditional sense this person was already my boyfriend uh but i have to bring this up because it it turned out to be very awkward so back in like 2011 ish i was in a relationship with John at the time and he had planned this big trip with his college friends and they were in China for a month so I hadn't seen him in a month and the day that he is flying back I'm playing softball and I get hit in the face you probably remember when I got hit in the face and yeah it looked right in the mouth and it looked like someone had punched me in the mouth I was all like cut up on my lips and they were puffy and you know I had to go to the ER to look at stitches and tetanus shot and all that jazz but the next day we meet up and I like remember texting him being like yo I got hit in the face I look a bit jacked but I'm okay we go out to get drinks and I think we went to a movie that night the looks (laughs) people gave him oh my god i want to announce to everyone he did not hit me john is not violent this is not a domestic abuse situation holy cow i have never experienced the the looks and the stares the stares from people oh my god yeah work was bad too because i work in a mental health field so everyone's like pulling me aside is there something you need to talk about? I'm like, I have confirmation. My boyfriend was on a flight from China when this occurred. <laughs> he did not do this to me. Please stop asking me. God, I mean, from what I remember, that would have been quite the punch he'd have to throw at you. Yeah, I mean, he would have really had to lean into that. <laughs> Wind up, follow through, connect well. You really have to Jenny Finch you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, or Mike Tyson. Did you hear about that on the news? Mike Tyson beat up some guy in a plane. No, I, I uh, don't know what Mike the Tyson. He never, he never surprises me though. For some reason, 
I mean, once you bite someone's ear off, you kind of go into that like unpredictable category. Yeah. In my book. Yeah. Uh, damn. Yeah. Did you, did you date long after that, or did that uh, we kind did. of put a damper on the relationship? For, no, it didn't. It didn't put a damper <laughs> on the relationship. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we dated for uh, probably like seven, eight months after that. We dated for about a year, and that was maybe two months into our relationship, three months. Like we had only been dating for about two months before he went to China. Mm-hmm. So. No. Yeah, that was not the reason. But we did decide to stay in for a bit and do date nights yeah. in before. before of course, that would have been the perfect out. time for him to start beating you. Because you could have just been like, that was the softball. <laughs> However. That's terrible, but also. The so strong funny. woman that you are. No, wouldn't you, you wouldn't allow for that. No. Would have given a swift kick to the balls if he tried to. <laughs> Damn. Um, I've got another story that's more lighthearted, I guess. Um, it was probably one of my, I don't know, probably like one of my fifth dates or something, like kind of well into dating the last person that I was with. And we went to, um, she had stayed in line for like one of those radio show things where you like have to wait to get tickets to a concert. Mm-hmm. And she waited and waited, and she really wanted to see this band. So she finally got the tickets, and I lived close enough to downtown St. Pete to walk to the venue. So at that time, I was wearing very tight pants, and I put all the shit in my pockets. And we walked to Janice Live, and we get to the door. And she has her ticket, but I've lost mine. And my wallet. So that early in the relationship, she was very like, let's backtrack. Let's go find your ticket. And we're backtracking. We're backtracking. We don't find it. And I get a phone call. And it's somebody saying that a police officer found my wallet and the ticket. And he's back at my apartment. And I'm like, just go ahead to the show. And she's like, no, I really want to make sure that you come with me. So we walk back. And the cop's not there. I guess he, like, left for something. And we hang out, and he comes back, and he happens to be, like, an extremely attractive police officer, and he hits on me in front of her. (laughs) No! Yes. He didn't pick up on the vibes that you two were dating? (laughs) Not at all. And, of course, at that point, she was already pissed off that she'd missed the concert that she really wanted to go to, which I told her. I was like, we could still go. Like, I got the ticket now. We can go. But she was then very upset with me because I didn't understand that this police officer was, you know, I guess, stepping on her toes. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. He gave me my wallet. At the end of the day, I have this wallet. Let's go to the ticket. Go get. Let's go to the concert. Oh man. So we didn't go to the concert. We just argued in my apartment for a couple hours. I don't know. Should have uh. known then. Oh, that guy's not going to make detective with those sleuthing skills. <laughs> yeah. She's this like, one's got to be straight. <laughs> he waited out here. He had your photo ID. He knew what you look like, and he waited. And then he left, and then he came back. And I'm like, I don't know. I just really wanted my wallet and the ticket, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, 
yeah i just i just really think that guy i mean that's all i can think about is he's uh he's not making the detective rank with those those skills <laughs> or lack of let's go and return the wallet to her but let's not stay there let's go somewhere else maybe he found another wallet maybe he was just racking him up maybe he pickpocketed you <laughs> That'd be fucking creepy. <sighs> yeah, Sorry, I just been. added in a new layer of creep factor. I think the band was called Silver Sun Pickups. And she did not ever, after that, she was enraged. Anytime she heard about the Silver Sun Pickups, she's like, we never saw that concert. I'm like, God damn it, I told you to go to the concert without me. <laughs> I guess it was like very rare for them to be in town. Oh, I, yeah. I hope she ended I've heard up of the band, them. but oh. I hadn't. I was like, well, whatever, you know, I'll go. Hmm. Well, my funniest dating story is the next one. Uh, Or not, I mean, I guess funniest, most bizarre. Maybe it's most bizarre is the way to describe it. This is somebody who asked me out in real life, not online dating. I knew him through a softball league up here, uh, and he just... I mean, my first clue that maybe this wasn't going to go well should have been the fact that he asked me out while we were sitting around a table, like hanging out the bar after our softball game in front of other people, which is very awkward. Like, it, he didn't come across as pushy, but it, like, it puts you on the spot. It's like a, you know, what now in front of all these people I either have to accept or deny you. So that probably should have yeah. been a red flag, but it wasn't. Yeah. I was naive. We went out to dinner on our first date, and it was fine. It was We had sushi. It went well. I was like, okay, like I like him all right. He's a lawyer, so he got a good job. I'm like, I could be down for this. We go to our second date, and we're going to go see a movie, and we're going right after work. It's a weekday. Uh, the movie wasn't going to start for an hour or two, so we're like, well, we'll meet up at the bar in the movie theater. It's like a downtown Chicago movie theater that has a bar in it. We're like, we'll meet there, we'll have some cocktails, and we'll go in and see the movie. So we meet. He tells me that he has a client that's going to stop by. He has to just step outside for a second. He's very sorry. He'll only be outside for a minute. He'll come right back up. I'm like, no problem. I got my drink. Like, I'll scroll on my smartphone. I'll people watch, whatever. So he comes back in, and I should give you the layout of this place. This is a two-story movie theater, and we were on the second story. So it's not like he just walked in. Like, he walked in, had to take the escalators up, right? It's like a process. He is holding, when he comes into the bar, a wad of cash, like a huge <laughs> wad of cash. And then, like, as soon as I see him is when he puts the wad of cash, and he's got, like, a messenger bag. And, of course, I'm thinking, who the fuck pays their lawyer in cash? Like, that's very suspect. Mm -hmm. So I obviously have this expression on my face. He walks over, and he's like, oh, he's like, I'm a bookie on the side. And this guy was paying me back on, you know, like some bet he made or whatever. And my jaw was like, what the fuck? You're a bookie? and a lawyer like isn't that an ethical concern i mean i don't i don't know is lawyering not making enough money that you need a side hustle right as well and so then he goes on to explain it to me air quotes that he how he paid to go through law school was he did this on the side 
And of course, I must still have an expression of what the fuck on my face because then he follows up with, but don't worry, I'm not one of those bookies who breaks kneecaps. (laughs) I was like, great to hear. I hadn't even (laughs) considered that. I mean, (laughs) anywho, I immediately knew I don't think that this is going to work out. Again, I think he may have read that on my face because his next comment without me saying anything was, it really shouldn't matter to you what I do on the side. And I was like, mm, this is not this is not how you win a woman over. <laughs> it shouldn't. I mean, I mean, it's not a lawn care business. I know, right? <laughs> I did. Uh, I did still go to see the movie because, you know, why not? wasn't good did he wait he didn't go to the movie no he went oh okay and then i just never spoke i think i sent him a message like as soon as we left and i like we departed 20 minutes later i think i sent him a message i'm like i don't think this is working but thanks for the movie (laughs) (laughs) i might need to borrow some money though eventually thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh the bookie the bookie lawyer Jeez. Don't remember his name either, but I know what he looks like. I'm horrible, really, with names. I don't know if I know anybody who's ever placed a bet where they required a bookie. I guess I just don't know people who gamble or... Yeah, not the circles I go in either. Apparently, I did at least one. side hustle I might be interested in. I don't know. Are you going to bust kneecaps or... I would specifically become a bookie to bust kneecaps. Like, that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get any... I wouldn't put that out in the advertising to, like, allure clients. I bust kneecaps, and that's why I'm in the business. (laughs) (laughs) Some people might be into that. Oh, Oh. amateur hour, drop my ear. My ear plug. You drop you drop the mic side too. Oh no, you have a microphone in front of you. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, do you have any others? I I don't. I, I I think most of my stories have been pretty anticlimactic. Those are my best. That's that's my best material. I mean, there's some awkward moments in there. I gotta say though, I got one other one that is not mine. But I do think it might be the, you know, the creme de la creme of awkward Mm -hmm. dating stories. So I have to share. This is a guy friend who during COVID, early COVID lockdowns, did some of those Zoom dates that were happening. Oh, God. Uh Uh-huh. What a a brave soul. Did you end up doing any Zoom dates? No, the closest I did was when I, like, met cat lady for the first time she wanted to wear masks and i thought that was a little bit like i'd rather be outside and see your face fair but i i mean yeah it's a little awkward but i get that that was like an awkward period of time and trying to navigate figuring that out so this guy friend goes on a zoom date and you know the thing about it is you have two options either you put up a fake background or you let people see your home right or at least wherever you're situated in your home so he gets on the date camera comes on she has got a fucking shelf of trolls (laughs) troll dolls wow displayed on a shelf behind her did she mention the trolls before no 
No mention of the trolls while they were messaging. She doesn't mention or acknowledge them during the Zoom date. <laughs> he spends at least 15 minutes trying to figure out if perhaps she has a background and is confident that it was not a background, that that was indeed her apartment or condo or whatever. Um, I don't know how he kept a straight face or didn't bring it up. How do you not say, like, oh, you got a troll collection? You a Yeah. It's got to be really hard to have a troll collection, too. Can you get trolls anymore? I don't know. That's Has she kept these from the 90s or these artifacts? Yeah. I Who bet knows? she has. I wanted a troll doll so bad, and I never got one. You never had a troll? No. My mom was just like, they're repulsive. You can't have those. Here's your pretty dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of trolls. Not many. I wasn't too, too into them, but I had like two or three of them. Anywho. No second date occurred between them. I think he felt the compatibility was not there. Sorry, somebody's calling for me from Montgomery, Alabama, apparently. <laughs> Spam. <sighs> oh, well, I enjoyed uh, taking this walk down memory lane of our past dating escapades. Me as well. I mean, I hope I have more to add. I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable, so maybe there'll be more awkward dates that I can share in the future. Oh, I would love that. I also want to get back into the dating scene, and I imagine that will come with also more awkward dates. So maybe there's a part two at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to meet somebody good right away. God forbid. That would just be... <laughs> that would be too easy. I need to have some some fucked up stuff happen first. <laughs> I need stories for my podcast. I can't have things go smoothly. I might intentionally stage some situations in which I could have an awkward date. And then just flip the story and be like, can you believe this person did that? And it's really you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Well, I'll see you on the Wordle tomorrow. You will see me on the Wordle. And listeners, next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>